0: You are listening to Sophia Style Radio where we celebrate all things female every hour every day. Our main show is about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia Style Radio to keep you company. There are so many ways that you can get in touch with us. Simply send us a message on hello at SophiaAndI.co.uk. We're on Facebook, search for Sophia Style Radio. You can also download our app from Google Play Store if you search for Sophia Style Radio, and our podcast can be found on Spotify. So there's so many ways to get in touch with us. I hope you do with any questions, requests, or ideas. Original female artists, only on Sophia Style Radio.
1: Here at the edge, of Are we the only dreamers ever to come this way?
0: show. I'm so happy to be here and to keep you company for the next hour or so. I hope you have your cup of tea ready, maybe a couple of biscuits and ready to spend some time with me and my guests. We have so much on the show today. I have two guests and we'll be focusing on the little people in our lives and also on our parenting and how to make it more positive. And we will have some positive rhymes, I will be introducing our new Feel the Music feature as well, so stay tuned for that. I will have Marie with her next chapter from Coventry to Hollywood, so as you can see we have so, so much to come in today's show, so I hope you can join me and let me be your company for the next hour. Let's start off with some new music. I hope you enjoy it. Have you discovered our magazine yet? Our main focus are women and girls. We are full of content and we are hoping to inspire and empower mums, nans, aunties and their girls. Find out more on all the W's, Forward slash Sofia Style Magazine.
2: Sail into the great escape. Don't need bricks, running water. Don't need any slate. As long as I'm with you, we'll keep the sun. The smiles and faith from above as long as I'm with you Anywhere is, home.
0: Anywhere is home Anywhere is home. Our first fantastic guest is Samantha Francis, and I had such a wonderful chat with Samantha earlier to record this interview all about positive parenting and how you can create strong connections with your children, raise them in an amazing way, but also increase your confidence and self-esteem as a parent. And I think it's so, so important. Um, Let's dive in into our interview with Samantha and find out more what we can do as parents. Well, I'd love to welcome my special guest, for the show today, and it is Samantha Francis. And Samantha, you are parenting and relationship expert, already intrigued, so do tell us a little bit more about yourself, please.
3: Hi everyone, so yeah, I basically, I focus on helping mums to um, empower themselves to connect and develop their relationships so that they can be more aware and happier parents. Um, I focus on the relationship side of parenting as well because and more so the the relationship with ourselves because I firmly believe that the relationship that we have with ourselves impacts and influences the relationships we have with our children, with our partners, with our family and friends Um, and I believe it's the core of a lot of our parenting as well. Fantastic and
0: positive parenting yeah um I kind of I would love for you to expand on that what is positive parenting
3: okay so for me positive parenting is really just simply bringing in more positive into your parenting um I hear a lot of people saying positive parenting listen you can't be positive throughout parenting all the time that's unrealistic and I completely agree um you can't You know, you're going to have contrast, but I always believe that we can always try to bring in a little bit more positive into whatever we're doing in in our parenting. So it's not to say you should be positive every single day, because even I'm not right? It's not possible. Um, but it's about saying, okay, we're having a tough moment right now. What can we do possibly to make it feel a little better? What can we do to bring a little bit more positive into this situation? Because for me, even with my girls, if I'm having a bad day, or I've just, I'm just i in a bad mood, which we all experience, um, I will say to them, you know, mommy needs to go in her room for a little bit of time. And I need to go in my time out. So I can recharge or maybe take a nap or do something to help me feel better. Um, I'm very open with my girls about things like that because I think it's something that children need to understand that, you know, parents have it tough too. And they we're parents we are also human beings and I believe it teaches um, our children that, you know, when we have tricky days or days that feel a little bit more difficult, um, how to navigate those things um, and to help themselves as well. Because remember, they're always watching and they're always learning.
0: This topic come up quite a lot is mum guilt. Do you have any maybe solutions or any kind of helpful tips for mums, how to maybe cope with it a little bit better?
3: It's a big one. It's a, it's a, a really big one. And it, it comes in different levels as well. So for me personally, I tend to not step into mum guilt anymore in my parenting journey. Um, and the reason that, I, that was, was when I had my eldest, I was giving, 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 doing, 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 and putting out so much for her. And so I wouldn't feel that mum guilt. So I'd feel like I was doing my best all the time. But what then happened was I was pouring outwards and I wasn't pouring enough inwards. And that led to resentment. It led to feeling very low about myself. It, felt, it led to depression it led to all sorts of emotions that I genuinely didn't want to feel within myself. And then that led to disconnection within my parenting as well. So I then decided, look, you know, as part of my parenting journey, I'm I'm the key to this. So I need to put myself first sometimes and know that that's okay because by putting myself first, I can be a better version of me and a better version of the parent that I want to be for my children. So sometimes that meant putting them to bed a bit earlier, and or, or kind of doing things for myself and not involving them. And at the beginning, yeah, you're going to feel guilty and you're going to think, oh God, look at their little faces, they're just missing out and they're not having time with me. And But over the years, I noticed that when I had these moments for myself, I genuinely did become a better version of myself because I was developing a better relationship with myself. I was moving out of this role of just being mum and stepping into the fact that yes, I have a role as a mother, but I also am a woman as well. And we have our own individual needs that need to be taken care of on our parenting journey.
0: But what do you think is kind of the biggest challenges that the, the parents sort of face? What is the most common, I suppose, concern they come with to you?
3: the biggest ones is, am I doing a good job? Uh, are my children happy and well? How do I know I'm doing it right? You know, whatever right is. Um, how do I get them to listen to me? Um, those are some of, the, some of the big ones there. And a lot of it comes from, again, um, the, the core and the key of it is, is the parent and how they perceive themselves, the relationship they have with themselves, because it's always mirrored back. Um, with the work that I do, I believe your children mirror back to you, your behavior, your actions, your emotions. Um, I always say children can be your biggest healers as well um, by reflecting it back. But those would be the, the biggest concerns that I hear from parents on, on a pretty regular basis, if I'm honest with you.
0: Is there a kind of simple steps that you can take to deal with tantrums?
3: Absolutely, and the first thing I'll say with that is I use the word tantrums, but I don't personally use, I use that word, the word tantrums because that's what everybody uses and that's the language they understand, um, but I personally don't refer to them as tantrums, I refer to them more as um, expressions. Right? Mm-hmm. Because if we use the word tantrums, we have already associated that with a negative behavior. Our guard on our back is already to go into fight mode with our child. You know, we're, we're already prepared for the battle. Okay. And it doesn't make you feel very good as well, just the word tantrum. So I always like to use the word expression, where it's about creating that connection. Because when the child is expressing themselves, they're doing in their mind what they feel is the best thing to do and what their brain and emotional development can do in that moment and what they're also doing and saying to you in that moment is i feel safe enough to have this moment with you because i believe you will be able to help me with this so it's something i experienced with my eldest where she would be at school and the school would see a completely different side to her that I would see at home. You know, yeah. I'd be going into school saying she's having a breakdown at home. You know, she's in the school saying, oh, no, she's just putting it on because your mom and she she wants the attention. Well, actually, it was the opposite. She was expressing to me because she felt safe to do that, where she didn't feel safe to do that with the school and with the teachers there. So I often say with parents that are struggling with um these expressions, um, is to really a lot of the time, they want to be very solution-based. They want to swoop in their superhero mode and fix it. I've been there with it. Um, But a lot of the time, your child just wants to be heard. They just want you to know that this is how I'm feeling. I want you to know this. I don't necessarily need you to fix it right now but I just want you to know that. And it's about how we respond or we react to it. Are we gonna actually hold space for our child in that moment or are we gonna come in with this really defensive energy of you shouldn't be behaving like this and I need to go here and this isn't okay and which we've all done at one stage or another, right? But the quickest way to soothe these expressions is to allow your child to express themselves Let them know that you're holding space for them, as in you're hearing them, you're seeing them, you're feeling them. Let them feel that love and security that they have felt that they have they've lacked, okay, which is why they've come to you with that expression. And just give your child what you feel they need in that moment in terms of your attention, the feeling of safety and warmth and love. If you want to discuss that child's behavior, then do that at another Point. I know a lot of parents want to kind of swoop in there and come in with consequences and repercussions in that moment. I'll tell you now, it makes the expression a lot worse. Um, you need to soothe your child first. And then maybe in a calmer space of time, maybe when you're just sitting down, chilling out the sofa, you can say, hey, you know, so what happened the other day? You know, let, do you want to talk about this? Should we kind of, you know, coming in with a really softly, softly, softly approach? works out better than locking horns with your child and fighting fire with fire yeah i mean because if you think about it with our relationships right if we went to our partner and we broke down and we were crying and we were having this moment i know men tend to like to be more solution-based as well but if our partner was coming to us and going well you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be saying this and you you know how would you feel mm. you'd go whoa like you know you feel horrible. And it's yeah. the same thing for our children, right? Like they, if you express yourself to your partner, it's because you're wanting to feel more secure. You're wanting to be heard. You know, it's a safe zone to do it in. And you expect that, you know, with me, I like I say, I firmly believe that we need to pay attention to the mums more so than anything else. And I've got some great stuff coming up over the next few months as well. I'm Oh, I'm excited for, it. I've got things along the lines of, you know, helping mums in terms of, supporting them through their bodies and you know um holistic things that i'm bringing in like short little courses and things to help boost mums and help them remember that they are important too
0: great and where can we find that um what's your website and any social media handles as well yeah
3: so um, my website at the moment is being um put together um but you can find me Social media on my personal page, Samantha Francis, or you can find me on my business page, um, it's Samantha Francis, Positive Parenting um, and Relationship Specialist. Um, yeah. And I also have a holistic wellness page called um, Create Wellness with Samantha Francis. Those are on Facebook.
0: For now, Samantha, thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your busy schedule to have uh, to talk oh, to thank me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for
3: having me. Take care. Let your day
0: sparkle with positive and inspirational rhymes.
4: Focusing on what you desire helps you fight like fire on fire. Taking that step when you're most afraid. Pennies are lost, but fortunes are made. Follow that dream, never give in. The harder you work, the more you'll win let me fly free free from it all i can hear the clouds it's my name they call i need to escape feel the air beneath my wings the wind is calling my name she sings to be the person you want to be let go of the person you currently see see the person you want to be forget the past let yourself free for more poetry please visit
0: hellytheparrot.com Let your day sparkle with positive and inspirational rhymes
2: The more you listen the more great music you hear
5: Searching for signs, looking up to the skies. No, I can't let go. You're the one I follow. Looking into the darkness, there's a We see when you look at me All I picture are a perfect man
0: Welcome back i hope you are enjoying the show so far and we have so so much more to come i want to invite you to enjoy and experience my newest show feature and that's feel the music and what i wanted to explore and achieve is we know that music can make us feel so many emotions I love music, I don't know about you, but I love music and I know it can make me cry, it can make me smile, it can make me feel relaxation, um, so many emotions as I say and every week what I want to do is uh, I want to pick a piece of music that will awaken one of those emotions and uh, for those few minutes I want you to just enjoy it, feel what you're feeling And hopefully um, just bring you a little bit of peace and serenity with that. And we also have the next chapter from Marie Rowe from Coventry to Hollywood. For now, let's dive in into our next interview. And my amazing guest is Victoria Edwards. And she will be sharing her experiences after 17 years in her career as a police officer. She recently has created an amazing group on social media, and that's all about parents protect, so that's safety and protection for your children. So I can't wait to find out more about all the good work that she does. So I want to invite you to our interview with Victoria. On my show today, I'm absolutely excited. I have Tori, and we will be talking about you creating an amazing Facebook group which is Parent Protect and and it's a safety and protection for your kids and all the important topics that are kind of circulating on there so we'll dive into it a little bit later but Tori do tell us a little bit about sort of your background and how you came up with this idea of creating this wonderful group.
4: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Um, So I am a police officer, have been for 18 years. I still work full-time with uh, Leicestershire Police. Um, So over the years, I think I've experienced and seen and dealt with so many different things. It's really difficult because there's so much sort of, my hands are tied to a certain extent on what I can actually help people with and having to look in the eyes of you know people you think something's bad's going to happen to you and I, there's nothing I can do about it or your children are going to end up in this and there's nothing I can do about it um, and it's really upsetting so I think for me I just want to use my experience and what I've seen and what I've learned over the years to actually be able to help people um, so that's how the Facebook group came about um, and I think it's it's a safe place that people can have conversations about about things that you don't necessarily want to have conversations about. I think it's so easy for parents to think, oh, it'll never happen to my children, never happen here. Or, you know, you've got the three kinds of parents, haven't you? You've got the parents who are like oversensitive to everything and literally the kids walking down the street in a big ball of cotton wool. You've got the parents who literally don't care what they do. You know, they've got no boundaries. They've got no time to be in. They can pretty much do what they want because the parents are just busy or got their own stuff going on. And then you've got the parents that actually it will never happen to my children Um, and you have you also got the parents that want to learn but I think for me having seen what I've seen over the years and dealt with and actually stood telling parents you know your children's died you know because of this this and this, it's heartbreaking so I think that's a massive it's just a massive passion of mine I want to help as many parents as I can understand what their children are actually facing and the reality of the world because I think it's we live in such a nice world, don't we? But sometimes it's not always nice. And I think you just need to—you don't need to change and be negative about everything. You know, scared of everything. But I think for me, it's about being real and it's about being honest. I am, you know, almost an expert in everything horrible. <laughs> you know, CSE, grooming, internet safety. You know, um, all kind of real, like not very nice things. However, the likelihood of those happening to children is really quite low. I think it's important to recognize things that i know every mom has probably at some point said in front of their kids oh look i feel really fat i feel really horrible or look at my bum in this and you're just thinking how does that you know your kids are absorbing all this so i've got a body confidence former coming in next week who's going to be talking about you know how does your body image affect your kids body image because that's something that is huge, you know, especially like teenagers when they're trying to start wearing makeup and clothes and things like that. And it's important to know that.
0: How is your job and what you know from your job? How do you think that's affected you as a parent yourself? I know you've got your twin girls who are 12 now, aren't they, Tori? Yeah.
4: Yeah. I think, to be fair, I think about five or six years ago, I went through quite a an almost dark period and I felt I ended up talking to a little girl um, who'd been taken off her parents she was with her um, old brother that uh, sorry her, her two younger brothers and she looked up at me and she said Tori she says I cannot wait to be older and I was like oh great you're going to make something positive she said, no I can't wait to die because what her parents had put her through and made her do to her brothers and things like that it was just and it really hit me I cried for days and I think the guilt of not being able to help people when you want to help them and it kind of just stays with you and I think all those layers just built up and I think that was my reason for doing this as well because it almost helps take that burden off like I'm actually doing something to help and I'm actually doing some good things with my kids (laughs) it is hard one of my girls said to me the other day and she'd been sent a text message in this group from one of the kids who used to go to primary school with, he goes to a different secondary school now. And it was so extreme, almost bordering on terrorism. Um, and this is a 12 year old boy and it was, you almost have to separate your police head and your parents head because my parents head would have said, just ignore it, just delete it and it's gone. However, my police head was saying, no 12 year old boy should have thoughts and feelings that extreme. Um, so I ended up having to report it and I've been to school and told them about it but my kids I think understand that because I, I say you know this is mummy's head and this is my police head it's things that I will let go but then there's things that I can't they're quite they understand if people do something wrong, there's consequences to it and that's how I've been brought up and I am a massive believer in values being you know, a foundation in everyone's life Um, and you know i've always taught them not everybody has the same values in life as you
0: do you have any specific tools in your toolbox as a parent that you kind of keep coming back to all the time i always i I, i've
4: ever from um, ever since a young age i've got them to actually write down their values and what is important to them and so it just gets your kids to actually think about what is important to them if they know what's important to them It helps with all kinds of things, teaches them to actually build their own bubble around themselves and think, well, if it's not important or it doesn't hurt me, I've taught us something that's called a fear bubble uh, and it's literally pretend you're in that bubble and you can only control what's two feet in front of you. Whatever else is beyond that, you'll deal with it when you get there. Kind of break it down because if you try and think of everything that you've got to do in that day or everywhere you're going, your brain just can't cope with it. A massive lesson we should be teaching kids stop stressing, manage what you can manage, and let go of what you can't. That we are so quick as a society to put kids into boxes now. You know, you've got ADHD, you've got anxiety, you've got depression, you've got, and it's like, whoa, 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 these are kids, you know, they are normal feelings. I think we're almost taking those normal feelings and making them into something that's not normal. Everyone should be told what you, what the feelings that you are feeling now everyone else in that school is feeling exactly the same. It's just how you deal with those
0: feelings. Let's chat about the effects and understanding your bodies when you deal with stress or fear. Is there any particular signs? 100% and everybody's body will feel the same. As soon as you
4: start to feel um, humiliation, injustice, threat or fear your body will automatically respond with fight, flight or freeze. Okay, Your body will do one of three things. And it's important to recognize, I will say a perfect little scenario, if you like, for this. I'm a big believer in scenario training. Um, if your kids, if you're taking your kids to the park, for me, unless you can understand how your body reacts, you can't teach your kids how your body's going to react. I always use like the big slide you know like if you're going on a big roller coaster or a big slide you know you kind of start walking up those stairs and you're kind of thinking oh your heart starts racing a little bit you get sweaty palms you know you kind of get tunnel vision because when we're under stress our body can lose up to 80% of your sight and your hearing which is a massive thing and you know the closer you get to the top it's kind of like oh you know and then you you can feel your heart, you're sweaty, you're sort of really nervous. Kind of those feelings that you need to explain to your kids and understand yourself is normal. Everybody is experiencing that same feeling of fear. Fear is like an incredible emotion, um, which for me saves people's lives. But we tend not to listen to it. We tend to try and ignore it and hope it will go away. And yeah, I, for me, I'm a massive believer that you face fears kind of yeah. just got to push through it and understand what is the worst that can happen you know what is actually going to happen to you yeah um, but it's also
0: would it be sort of seeing those triggers recognizing those triggers and then obviously you can then act and control them can't you 100 percent. and you know, i'm a massive
4: i know it sounds really stupid but I, I just feel as though sometimes we need to go back down to basics and breathing is such a massive thing feel all the stress just go but I think people forget to breathe and forget, that actually, you, you are in control of your emotions. You're not, your emotions are not in control of you. And it is that actual fight going on in your head. You know, you've got your irrational side, you've got your rational side, and it's, it, your irrational side is five times stronger than your rational side. So it's about controlling it, talk, almost talking to it, saying, listen, I'm in control of this and
0: I've got nothing to worry about. What is your positive lesson or two? did learn that is more positive. I think this year has been amazing.
4: I, I do genuinely four lessons that we've taught our kids. Um, and this, this comes back down to how parents behave is how their children behave. You create anxiety, your children will feel anxiety. However, this year has given us time with our children that we would never have before, we valued our time together as a family now, whereas normally on weekends we'd be here there racing around and everywhere else. But I think definitely there are so many positive lessons to learn. And it it's really frustrating seeing people, especially social media. I can't wait for this year to be over. I don't know if this has been the worst year ever. This has been that. This is your life that you're wasting away. You know, a whole 12 months of your children's lives, you are wishing never happened and, you know, just get it over with. But for me, you need to reframe your mind and think of all the positives that we've experienced and things that you would never normally get but no genuinely I do feel as though people just need to actually just take a, take a minute take a step back and actually think about how many positive things have happened this year and there will be some amazing lessons so please stop teaching your kids negative things
0: <laughs> I couldn't agree more Tori every situation is what you make of it 100% let's tell everyone where we can find but your group as well. So let's direct them to it, Tori.
4: So my Facebook um, group is called Parents Protect. Uh, and Yeah, I've got loads of amazing trainings in there already. I've got loads of mindset things I've got. Um, I've got Internet Safety Month coming up from December till January because obviously kids are going to be getting new phones over Christmas, things like that. So we want to make sure we're ready for that um i've got body confidence coming in next week so i've got some amazing trainings coming up um yeah. and it is a safe place to actually ask questions and dm me or if you need anything from me just contact me um and i generally say if there's anything you actually want in there just ask uh, we're going to be going through nutrition the importance of leading a healthy life all kinds of stuff loads of stuff so yeah it's parents protect it's
0: cool and it will help a lot of people so tori thank you so much for joining me today it's thank been wonderful. you for Awaken your every emotion. Here is our Feel the Music choice of the week. honest tell me how did that make you feel if you were not dancing around the room I bet you at least were tapping your foot or your shoulders got going so I hope you enjoyed that and that's the kind of the idea behind this new feature is to feel the music whatever it is happy sad I just want you to take a few moments just to enjoy the sounds now Let's dive in to the next real life story chapter from Marie Rowe, from Coventry to Hollywood. Let's sit down and enjoy the next installment. Incredible Life Stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe.
6: While Eddie's father showed me his pride and joy, the 21-inch black and white television set... Eddie's mother came into the room with a stack of framed photos of the family. There was Eddie at various ages and his sister Esma and Mohammed. There was also another boy in the photos. The mother pointed to him. Joseph, she said, and started weeping. When Mohammed came to collect me to take me to the harbour for lunch, I told him that I was full from having eaten the two chicken liver rolls for breakfast. He explained that responding so enthusiastically to the meal was a sign that I wanted more. I was slowly understanding the Arab ways. I told Mohammed that his mother had shown me photos of the family and that she cried when pointing out a young man by the name of Joseph. Yes, Mohammed said, his actions changed our lives He told me the story of Joseph, the youngest of the brothers, who was a surprise baby, born when the mother was in her early forties. Joseph was premature and had a lot of health issues. It was soon clear that he had brain damage and was a child who never really developed along with his years. Two years earlier when Joseph was 17, but with the intelligence of a seven-year-old, He was accused of placing a bomb on a bus that exploded in Tel Aviv. Joseph had been arrested and imprisoned. And Mohammed told me that shortly afterwards his brother had died in prison from an epileptic fit, they were told. The big house that Eddie had described was seized by the government and the family were moved to the smaller house next door where they now lived. Mohammed had previously lived with his parents, but because there was now no room for him, he had to move into a one room of his own. It seems that Eddie, who'd been living in Europe for the past four years, was ignorant of all of this. I'd been led by Aran to the dwelling where the Idulbi family now lived, because it appears that they were well known in Acre. Mohammed told me that because of Joseph's crime, the family weren't allowed to own property anymore or to have a bank account, send their children to college or have businesses of their own. He saw this as part of the Jewish-Israeli plan to force the family, who incidentally were Christians, out of the neighbourhood they'd lived in their whole lives. As we sat looking out at the harbour, sipping delicious iced coffees, A fighter jet seemed to come out of nowhere. It was followed by two more, then three, then four. The planes flew perilously low and very fast over the harbour. The noise was deafening and quite frightening. Mohammed said this was a scare tactic and something that happened all the time. It was an Israeli demonstration of power and control over the Arab population, he said. An Italian photographer sat at a table next to us, and she took a photo of a child looking at the jets with such fear in her face. "'I will get a lot of money for this photo in Italy,' the photographer said. We dropped my luggage at Mustafa's one-room place, which was in a beautiful ancient courtyard complex, but also sadly lacked modern bathroom facilities.' then I asked Mohammed if there was a flower shop nearby. Why? he asked. I want to take some flowers to your mother. Why? he repeated. To thank her for her kindness. It's not necessary, he said. Quite harshly, I thought. In spite of his protestations, I found a flower shop and delivered a bunch of flowers to Mohammed's mother. She shook her head as if not quite understanding why I had brought them. Mohammed was right. It really wasn't necessary for me to give his mother flowers. She didn't expect anything for the hospitality she'd shown me. I was a guest in her home, and I was treated the same as family. In a country where there was so much discrimination and conflict, I was accepted with almost unconditional love. I became more aware of this when I got to know the lovely families who were Mustafa's neighbours. I think the women were somewhat fascinated by this blonde English woman in their midst and were very quick to invite me into their meagre dwellings for indeed they were meagre. Most of the families lived in a one or two room place and cooked on hot stones outside. They showed me how to make delicious flatbread with oil and tasty seeds in stone ovens and they asked me about boyfriends. I told them I was married but getting a divorce. They wanted to know if I had any children, what England was like. We talked about makeup, nails and hair even though these lovely women really had nothing material in their homes, I did see a Singer sewing machine, which apparently they all shared, and I told them that I liked to sew. As it happens, I was wearing a long skirt and halter top in cotton, which I'd actually made by hand on the beach in Eos, and they admired it. They then brought out the clothes they'd made for themselves and their children, Now, none of these wonderful women of all ages, sizes, and shapes could speak English. And of course, I couldn't speak Arabic, apart from a few words such as thank you, shukran, and how are you, kifhalik. But we had no problem communicating. We used the common language of the heart. And as far as I was concerned, we were the same and connected in spirit. I loved playing with the children who were anxious to learn English words while they taught me Arabic. One of the women's husbands had a fishing boat and he took me and a few of the children out around the harbour. It was a lot of fun. They were all concerned that I have a good experience of the place they called home, even though their lives were fraught with uncertainties and danger. I wanted to visit Jerusalem and had met two Danish girls who were going to hitch there. They asked if I'd like to join them. We were three blondes who didn't have a problem getting a ride, but it turns out that the Danes really had no interest in speaking to the drivers. They just wanted a free ride. In fact, they were really dismissive and I thought quite rude to someone who was doing us a favour. Consequently, I always sat up front next to the driver. On one occasion, the Arabic driver had a wandering hand that crept along my knee. I didn't freak out, but using as many Arabic phrases as I could muster, I took the emphasis off me by asking his name and where he was from. He told me how many children he had, and although I only understood a few words here and there, I saw how he changed when I showed an interest in him. He relaxed, and so did I. He offered me a fig, and amazingly I remembered that it was called din in Arabic. This pleased him greatly. From then on we were like old friends. He invited me to his house for lunch with his family, but indicated that the two Danish girls who did nothing but scowl from the back seat, were not welcome. I declined his offer, but thanked him for his kindness. We all need to be acknowledged for who we are, regardless of the differences in culture and language. A thank you may not necessarily be in the form of a bunch of flowers, but showing genuine interest in another human being and treating others the way we would like to be treated can go a very long way in increasing a person's worth. Next time, the uncomfortable fallout from an innocent trip to Nahariya. Thanks for listening. Incredible Life
0: Stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Roe. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I had a great time, as I do every time. And I have loved putting the show together. I want to thank my guests, Samantha and Victoria. Thank you very much for coming in and sharing your expertise. I hope you enjoy the newest feature, Feel the Music. As I said, I just want you to feel the emotions and just to focus for just a few minutes on just feeling whatever you're feeling and of course our positive rhymes from kelly the poet they are always uplifting and wonderful and marie your chapter again had us drawn in and i've enjoyed it as i do every single time so thank you for recording us another installment of real life from coventry to hollywood thank you everyone for tuning in I love to see those listeners' numbers going up and up every week. And I thank you for being here and putting up with us for an hour or so. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your family time and have a bit of rest from a busy week. I will be here again next Friday with more guests, more rhymes, more music and more real life stories And you can follow us on Facebook, just search for Sophia Style Radio. We're on podcast, which is on Spotify. Again, search there for Sophia Style Radio. And don't forget all of our other shows and exciting guests throughout the week. So I'll be here again next Friday. I've been Anya. thank you for listening, and I'll see you again very, very soon.